Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Matt Halloran. I was recently at the Carson Excel Conference and had a wonderful opportunity to interview two unbelievable people on location at the Excel meeting. You're about to listen to that podcast right now. So enjoy. Hello and welcome to another podcast that we have here at the Excel Conference. Now we are live here in Las Vegas at the Cosmopolitan. So if you hear background noise, you see weird people walking in the back, that's because we're doing this live at the event. Because when you're at an event like this, you have the opportunity to meet unbelievably amazing people and ask them absolutely fantastic questions. I'm like, and where are they? Yeah, well, I'm hoping they're going to show up, because if not, I'm going to look really dorky that I just did that whole intro for no apparent reason. All right, so Dana Wilson and Zach Conway are our guests today, and you guys just had an article that just came out in Financial Planning Magazine. Now, this is kind of a big deal, because Dana disrupts, right? So we're talking about disruption. We're really actually talking about what evolution is going to look like within financial services. So who wants to start with like the origin of this and why you did it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we're all talking about engaging this next generation, uh, but I think it starts with the why, right? Why are we doing this? Why does this make sense? I mean, we can continue to look at the numbers as much as we can to know that, hey, we, we need to see some change in this industry. But a lot of it's centered around the leaders and really them embracing change and, and culture within uh, their companies. And so important to be a, to being able to get more uh, of this future, of this next generation into their companies, which starts with the change that they need to start to take in from a leadership perspective. You know, how are we really building out these inclusive workplaces, especially from a technology perspective that uh, I'm sure Zach, Zach will go into more detail about, but how are we making making people feel welcome, right? Like this uh, industry is really for them. This is a place where they can excel, right? Where they can actually begin to do great things and tap into all of their other skill sets that they have within this uh, next generation to be able to bring that into different companies. So it's really important to be able to give them the space and the voice with intention uh, and genuine feeling for this next generation to be able to do that. All right, well, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because... Mm -hmm. I don't think we're doing those things, Dana. Yeah. So how do we do those things? How do we make it so that people feel more and more comfortable that they see themselves represented in financial services? Because right now they just don't. No, no, you're absolutely right. It's really about getting uh, down to basics, being more authentic as leaders, uh, showing up as leaders in different positions and ensuring that, hey, I have, haven't done well in the past. And these are the things that I'm going to talk about within my company. So showing uh, individuals, whether it's, you know, they're just coming kind of from their undergraduate space or maybe they've worked in the industry for a little, a little bit of time. But we need to change part of the culture and the messaging that we have. I mean, look at our marketing material, for instance. <laughs> I mean, how does, <laughs> yeah. does the marketing material really reflect this world? 
I mean, those are very simple things from our websites to the things that we're talking about, to the messages that we put out, whether on social media from a company perspective or a leadership perspective. Mm -hmm. People are following both and they're trying to see if what you're saying actually matches with their values and their core values of just being a human. So we'll come back to the independent financial advisor space. So let's go to tech here because you don't have the greatest uh, social proof that, that you're being wildly diversive and inclusive. And please understand, I'm not picking on you. I just, as a tech representative, I'm assuming that you agree with that statement. It's totally fair. And Dana talks about alignment. We, we, need, mm. to, we need to get better in a lot of different areas. We need to start to move forward in a lot of different areas technology within advisory firms is a piece of that. How do we have technology within our organizations that's hopefully helping to attract talent, right? Mm -hmm. You want to go work for a firm that has solutions that are going to empower them to talk to the people that they want to talk to and build, build a book of business. And I think my, my background is as an advisor. So we launched mm -hmm. this company Seeds. It's a technology platform. We're trying to bring it to life for advisors so that they can attract talent and they can deliver personalized portfolios to their end clients. But in terms of alignment, we in our wealth business have not fixed for ourselves mm -hmm. getting talent to the organization to use that technology. So trying to move forward in all these different areas of the business because you can get one thing right, you can get your tech right, mm -hmm. but if you're missing these different elements of, of trying to move it forward, it's not gonna be successful. So that's what we're trying to accomplish. I want you to expand on that because because it, it seems like I hear what you're saying and it on the surface it makes sense, but then when you peel the onion back a little bit, my my mind immediately goes to what are you what are you talking about? How is my tech gonna attract the right next generation that empowers them to want to actually be in our industry? Sure. Yeah. Our what we're doing with our platform is trying to help advisors better understand investors. Mm. What is really most important to them? So you can ask an investor, and in our industry, it's been about what's your risk tolerance yeah. and your time horizon, and then I'm gonna put you in a model portfolio, and then I'm gonna talk to you about performance on a quarterly basis. But if you change the dynamic of that sort of experience around investing and have it be about what else are you trying to accomplish? What's mm -hmm. really most important to you as an investor? Your values, right? How do you wanna bring, to value, bring values you know, into your portfolio? in a way that advisors maybe haven't in the past. And again, I think empowering advisors to do that, have a deeper you know, experiential process around investing is gonna hopefully attract the right type of investors, the mm -hmm. next gen of investors, and again, hopefully the next gen of advisors who wanna be using that tech as well. Cultural bias is a major issue when it comes to a lot of these analytical tools, right? So the, the fact that, that I might not know the right questions to attract people who have different experiences. How are you guys working together and how is Seed specifically addressing that? Sure. You want to start? Oh, yeah, yeah. So for, you know, as, as far as our relationship and our partnership and why it's so important is because a lot of people in this industry, a lot of people of color don't always get access to a lot of different technologies first, right? We're sometimes the last to find out. Um, about certain things that exist in the industry. And a lot of it is because of, you know, AUM, right? Maybe you're not at a certain status level, therefore you don't get access to this, this part of the technology, which is, you know, a problem in itself, right? When we're, you know, we're talking so much about AUM and all these other
other things. And yes, that's great, but that doesn't help to solve the issue of people having access and intentionally having access to products such as Zaxx that mm -hmm. will help them to just elevate and enhance their businesses and also help other, you know, from a client perspective, feel like, hey, they have access to this technology uh, that, you know, this is something that I like to use on a day-to-day -day basis just within my practice. Mm -hmm. Well, just within like my, um, my, my life as far as using technology to just enhance my personal finance or wealth management. And now that they have this tool, well, this is great, right? This shows that they're scaling their business, they're incorporating technology. Mm -hmm. And the, again, the most important part of it is that they actually have access to it first without necessarily having to wait to jump through hoops or to close certain, um, you know, goals within the company to, to have access to this. So to be able to just bring that first firsthand is really, really important. That's okay. the only way we start to see change. I got to go a little bit deeper on that. I hope you guys don't mind. Oh, no. So Let's we, go. Let's get deep. The SAT mm -hmm. has been shown to be terrifically biased to upper class white people. Okay? That's a fact, right? Mm -hmm. We know that now. I mean, I probably couldn't have said that on a podcast even 15 years ago. Uh, yeah, but well, I could uh, have I'm, said a lot of things I said today. <laughs> <laughs> but but let's so so uh, again so so it's great to have the technology. But how is the technology being actually inclusive to make sure that the people who are using the software see themselves represented in the end user product, the user interface, the 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 questions that are being asked to make sure that they're like okay, so they. That's the relationship, right? That's what we all want in this industry. I want my clients to feel like I know them, but if I'm not asking the right questions because I just flat out don't know, how are you guys helping to solve that? The, Dana hit on it, but for us, you know, from our seat at Seeds, it was how do we get this into the hands that hopefully need it and want it okay. to bring that experience to life for their end investors, right? So hopefully you know people through chip are getting access to these types of technologies again to make that invest what used to be an investment process mm -hmm. an actual experience and to your point on what's actually being asked to go deeper on what's being asked right it, th those uh, advisors are really seeking to understand investors in a deeper way so if you're just understanding surface level financial goals mm -hmm. right which we need to know as fiduciaries mm -hmm. you need to know risk tolerance and time horizon but what else about them is going to what why are they investing yeah. what are they trying to do with their money what are they trying to perpetuate in the world so if you have a framework to ask those questions of investors the first day you meet them mm. as opposed to maybe six months in or never sure. That's again, that's what we think and our hopeful advisors want. And then you develop a deeper, more meaningful relationship with your end investor client. And that, you know, that's uh, that's really what we're trying to accomplish. So are you getting real feedback? So, Dana, you use this, right? And you're sitting down with clients and you say, oh, my gosh, we should have asked this question or, man, I really wish this was in the, the software. How are you guys working together with that? How flexible is this technology that you're talking about to make sure that it actually can expand or contract or even entirely go in a different direction to make sure that you're satisfying what the actual end user wants? No, absolutely. Well, I think from like a that deep of a tech perspective, I think that's something that we'll continue to hone through nice. um, as we continue to grow our partnership and our technology changes and the same thing um, mm -hmm. with C's as it continues to grow. So that part of it being really integrated in the language changing and in marketing and all of that, I think will come over time as we start to build out both of our platforms and further scale them. 
But I think it just kind of goes back to the basic things that we can control and change, which is the, the language, the narrative. Uh, how do we get this just in the hands of more individuals and letting people know that these types of technologies exist? Because mm -hmm. there's, there's so much information. Uh, there's so many tech companies or so many financial tech companies and, and wealth tech. And as an industry, we somewhat get the differences between all of those. But as individuals, I mean, oh, my God, it's like you just glaze over <laughs> products, you know, product yeah. after product. Uh, but, you know, when these products get into the hands of those who are utilizing them and they're able to explain the differences and, hey, this is how it helps my practice. This is why it makes sense for you. These are the different types of investments that now we have access to working together as a team, right? Mm. Because that person is a part um, of that individual's team and them growing their wealth together. Mm -hmm. Like this is the tech that continues to enhance and help. I think that's where it changes where, you know, people understand why this is useful to them. Uh, and that's really how we start to kind of move things forward from a client perspective, helping to show why it makes sense. And I would, so from our side at Seeds, it's... See, there's there's that sound. Yeah, so people, you, people, you rolling, people coming yeah, from the with casino. With plates, you gotta yeah. love that. I'm sorry, go ahead. All, all good. So it's, um, we, you know, uh, we're talking about we at Seeds, we want to empower these advisors to have these deeper conversations with their clients through through the technology. But we don't want to, we're not partnering with everybody because we want to be empowered by our partners. We sure. want to be informed by Chip and the users through their platform of where will our product be in six months, 12 months, mm -hmm. right? We want to be informed on how is that assessment going to change, right? That part of our platform. How does that input of the assessment change the portfolio construction process, for example, on our platform? We want that feedback, right? That's really for us part of what the partnership is all about. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of it is, you know, gets back to just listening and, and feeling, right? We have to do a really good job of listening to our, our clients and what they want and having them kind of start to pave the way for how we start to scale um, and take technology as opposed to just building it and throwing it out there and like, okay, well, you go figure it out, right? I think that's how we've tended to operate in the past. And I feel like now we're starting to take a lot more control and ownership in how we actually present it, not just to the uh, professional, mm -hmm. but also to the end client who, hey, this might be the first time I've ever seen something like this. And this is cool and I can click a lot of buttons. Mm -hmm. But now I actually understand what it means mm -hmm. and why it makes sense. All right, let's, let's rubber meets the road here. Let's talk yeah. about practical application of what you guys are working on, right? So uh, many, many years ago, I w was hearing Ron Carson, who's this, we're at Excel Carson thing. And um, one of his top, top, top clients, um, husband passed away. And they were going through a portfolio review and one of their holdings was Altrea. He died of lung cancer. And she was very upset about this. Okay, so there's lots of conversations surrounding ESG, BRI, all of that sort of stuff. How are you incorporating all of those components into what you guys are working together to make sure that there isn't really stone unturned? And I know this deeper because I had a great conversation with a couple of people up your booth yesterday at Seeds. Let's talk about the next level of that because I think a lot of people might be hearing, which, oh, this, this already exists. Right. So let's talk about that level, and then do you mind if we take it to the next level of values and actual life? For sure. So I think in your example, part of the problem is both of those people weren't at the table in the discussion from the beginning, right? And so that's part of what we're trying to empower advisors to say, 
you need to create an experience around investing and you need to be talking to everybody who's participating in that in a family. So that's kind of step one, I think, in your example. And step two is everybody's a clean slate, right? There aren't ESG investors and non-ESG investors. Mm -hmm. So as advisors, again, go, going back to the idea of we can't understand someone in one dimension. We need to understand them three-dimensionally. And values is a component of that. But we all express our values differently. And or we may care about how the investment process works behind the scenes, right? How do you integrate ESG and what does that mean with things like risk mitigation and how that output of the portfolio is created? Some people are really interested in that and that's what you need to talk about. Some not so much. We're on a spectrum on all of these different issues. So that's really the idea, capturing that multidimensional picture. And we always sort of joke, it's getting the answers to the test on day one. Right. If you have that multi that multi-dimensional profile, mm -hmm. I know what portfolio to put you in and we can create it, but I also know how to talk to you forever. Right. I know what language to use with you that's going to resonate with your example or whatever client or mm -hmm. prospect that's walking in the door. And unfortunately, we just don't typically do that. Right. We kind of figure it out on too late. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so um, so that's it, really understanding it up front. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of what we're doing here is, you know, a lot of what I talked about earlier today is just about getting rid of perfection uh, and really focusing on the intentionality of how we're all truly coming together to really disrupt this industry. I mean, we're not doing this by ourselves. We're all putting out products and services that now are with the investor, the end investor in mind. In our, you know, to Zach's point, bringing them to the table, like mm -hmm. become them becoming more of the decision makers as opposed to us um, who are in the industry, who understand the lingo and the language and all the things that kind of come from that and just, you know, force feeding it. Right. We're in more of a position of, again, like listening and ensuring that clients understand why all of these dynamic things are on their table, why it makes sense, why their professionals are using them, mm -hmm. and them not feeling like they're being sold something else, which I feel like is something that happens quite often, right? Okay, but you're, you're talking about a level of vulnerability that our mm -hmm. industry is is butted against hard yeah. for many, many years. Let's let keep going. How are no, you it's, going it's... to slap them around and <laughs> make them realize that, you know what, hey, it's not about you, yeah. right? It really is about the client. The, the whole fiduciary idea is fantastic. Know your client or do what's in best interest. But that's deep, man. And I don't think a lot of people are understanding the level of depth that really means. No, there's a lot, a lot of vulnerability that comes with change in general. And, you know, I, I don't know. I'm hoping that we are poised for that level of change because it takes a lot, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just about you changing as a company. I mean, to be honest, that's probably the easier part. Mm -hmm. But it's about you changing as a person, as a leader, and becoming more vulnerable so that other things start to change with that. So the company starts to change. And not just change, but it's actually happening. Like there's things going on in there internally where you're starting to see it visually 
as opposed to, oh, yeah, here's, you know, some marketing material about this, and, and that's what the change was. Right. No, this is about that visual representation of that authenticity that we we have to do. I mean, you know, this this industry, we can't continue to get stuck in kind of this dinosaur mentality of where we were, where we're trying to come off. We mm-hmm. have to start to embed this authenticity in ourselves and push others to also be able to be their full authentic selves. And sometimes it takes saying the hard things. Mm-hmm. It takes doing the hard things uh, and really showing people what that looks like in real time because the only way to do that is to feel it. And you have to kind of feel what other people do in certain moments. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes it's hard to get across, but, you know, we, we try things and takes risks to, to show them. And I would say our pitch in its simplest form is because this is all really good for your business, mm-hmm. right? This is going to make you more successful and be able to create a legacy business to be around longer, mm-hmm. right? And, and going back to this idea of alignment, you have to try to get these things right in all these different categories. You need more talent. You need better talent. You, you need more diverse talent within mm-hmm. your organization, you need to be willing to have a client experience that goes beyond the typical track, right? But if, it, if you used to be anchored in a value proposition of you should hire us as a firm because we're super smart asset managers, mm-hmm. it's not really a thing, mm-hmm. right? But if you say, I'm going to better understand you because of the people that are on our team, and because of the technology solutions mm-hmm. we're using and because of the questions we're asking you, you're going to get hired over the person who's still pitching, I'm a better asset manager. Right. And so that, that's really, that's, that's what we're coaching toward. If you can make this leap of faith and really start to move forward in all those different categories, it's, it's good for business. It's yeah. going to move the needle. One of my favorite things, I uh, remember when I first got into this industry, uh, I was talking to an advisor and, and they were so focused on asset management, mm-hmm. right? And how they were eking out an extra whatever alpha, beta, gamma, I don't care what it's called, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I said, so wait a second, so you're hinging all of your success on the one thing you actually can't control. Mm-hmm. And he said, what, what are you talking about? I was like, you can't control, I mean, like, here's, you know, you can control the markets. You're the richest person in the world, right? I mean, if you can honestly do that, but what you can control is the real relationships. Um, what are you seeing as indicators that this is actually happening? Uh, I think just the momentum of mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. the conversation and the feeling in the rooms seems to be a little different. And I think uncomfortable for people who are used to being very comfortable uh, you know, even as, you know, we sit here at Excel and I look at the back-to-back talks of the, the black and brown people who are on the stages, myself included, I think that says a lot to the testament of, you know, early on in the industry when I was starting out, you know, you never saw that. Like, you're luckily if you were in the room as an attendee, let alone on a stage uh, talking about things that are very uncomfortable, visibly <laughs> showing things that can make people um, uncomfortable and, and quiet and have to really think about, oh my God, how does this person feel right now, right? But I think in order for change to happen, we have to be able to to see those things, right? I mm-hmm. think we're coming to a space where we're starting to see more of that. 
Um, because, you know, being me being on the stage, saying that I went to an HBCU, having kids here who have, who are attending HBCUs, I mean, that's a big thing for them to come to this conference at this point in their lives and say, oh, my God, there was someone there that looked like me, that understands my background. I mean, it's it's so important. And those are the things that, you know, some people just kind of look over and don't really maybe understand why, but those are really huge things with this generation, right? They're here, they're learning, they wanna understand and they wanna be involved. So we have to ensure that we're, you know, wrapping our arms around them so they don't just, you know, come to things like this and then they get out into the industry and they're just like, well, I don't understand what happened because I had such an amazing experience here and I saw this person and that person, but I got out into this world and people are acting like they don't know who I am or why it's important for me to be here. Yeah. So representation is not something I think a lot of people talk about in software or tech. Hmm? How are you addressing that? Trying to be intentional in a way that frankly we hadn't been in our wealth business, right? Yes. We, we learned through the industry and you know, I, I remember uh, being, I won't name the conference, but years ago being at a conference and looking around and it's, it was just so astonishing. I, I was actually an outlier because of my age, right? Mm-hmm. But, but beyond that, you know, it, it's, uh, it's kind of a sea of the same faces. And even early in the industry, that was a wake-up call. Mm-hmm. And realizing that I am in this business because my dad's in this business, okay. right? He's been doing it for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm here. So it was, you know, there's no friction there. I found my way into this industry very easily. And so, you know, trying to recognize that, I'm also optimistic, as Dana points out, it's, you know, that conference I'm describing was maybe five, six years ago. And now we're starting to see some change. And I'm optimistic, you know, Ron talks about the S-curve, exponential growth, right? We had sort of the breakthrough hopefully. And now, you know, we can hopefully start to see that, that change, you know, speeding up. Right. Sure. And so, yeah, making sure we've learned from our mistakes in the, in the sort of traditional wealth space and, and trying to do it the right way within technology and what we're doing within our own organization now. Hmm. So my favorite question to ever ask on a podcast is what should I have asked you that I didn't? Dana, we'll start with you. Hmm. I would say maybe just why I like to be so uncomfortable. I don't know if anybody knows this, but you made p- people pretty uncomfortable at the beginning of your speech today. <laughs> I like did. Like people walked out. I did. So I made people very uncomfortable, I'm sure. Uh, but I think without a little discomfort, mm-hmm. you don't get change. And I think sometimes you have to visually show people what that discomfort looks like for you on a day-to-day basis, Mm. right? Because these are, this is a discomfort that I'm used to sitting in. Mm -hmm. I'm used to being being in it all the time. And until you can sit in it, think about it, have some sort of reaction, whether, you know, whatever that reaction is, you don't really remember that moment. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, in between the beginning and the middle of what I was trying to convey on stage and whether it was felt or not um, or understood, 
I think the feeling of what people witness maybe in the next couple of weeks, they'll start to understand when they see different people in certain spaces mm. um, who don't look like them, who might be standing off to the side uh, and they can understand their possible discomfort. Mm. Because again, without feeling the discomfort that doesn't go towards um, vulnerability, which turns into a feeling that people aren't necessarily always used to feeling or they're used to feeling it, but they're not used to embracing it. Hmm. So those are things that we have to do a much better job of just as humans in general. And that leads to being more empathetic and understanding of other people's differences in what they feel like on a day-to-day basis. So for people to experience it in all of maybe you know, five to 10 minutes or so, I kind of dragged, <laughs> dragged it out a bit, maybe longer than needed. Um, but you have to, you have to feel that. Because mm-hmm. this is what I felt like for 15 years, actually longer, because I was, you know, born a black woman. So, I, I, you know, you just... <laughs> oh, we're only 15 years old. We yeah, I'm only, yeah. you know, industry-wise. <laughs> but that's what you feel when you walk into rooms mm-hmm. and you're just uncomfortable constantly. Yeah. But you? I thought you were going to say, why don't I have an acting agent yet? Oh, that because too. Of, because that of that, too. Uh, everybody bought what, what you yeah. were doing on stage. It was I, very well executed. I need executed. to work on that too. I do, yeah. I do need an acting act. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Second career. <laughs> if this exactly. one doesn't work out. <laughs> in, in parallel, you can do both. Uh, this might have been your end question, but where do we go from here? Sure. Right? Um, and we hit on it uh, already a bit, but from our side running the technology business, it is very much hopefully getting a lot of input in our partnerships, right? Being informed as we launch the business by our early stage partners and how that product evolves. How do we make it better so that as we launch it to other advisory firms and other partnerships, it continues to resonate and continues mm-hmm. to hopefully move the industry forward. And again, we also hit on, on, on the, in the wealth management business for us, we have sort of a long road to figure out how to, hopefully not too long, but to figure out a process to make sure that, you know, the people within our organization are reflecting who our customers are. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so that's part of what this relationship is, right? That's kind of part of how we came together is uh, this idea of alignment. We talked about there's a lot of different pockets of the industry we need to improve upon. And, and I think, uh, you know, that, that's what we're working on. Awesome. There's a, uh, I'll close with this. There's a great YouTube video. If you type in rabbi and lobster, this will immediately come up. And it's this rabbi talking about how uh, a lobster can't grow without breaking its existing shell. And it gets confined and confined and confined until it literally pops. But then the lobster is able to become what the lobster should become which is that next iteration of its lobsterness. If you're not going to be uncomfortable, you're not going to make the same sort of strides in life that you can. And so I personally want to thank both of you for everything that you're doing. I think it's fantastic. Um, I'm so glad that you made that presentation. I'm so glad that you're creating this technology that is partnering with an amazing organization and human being like with Dana. Um, And I'm really, really proud of the people here at Excel who are highlighting these things because you guys are right it's it's needs to change and you're either going to be on the train or you're not then if you're not you don't have a legacy practice but if you are the sky's the freaking limit so thank you guys very much 
This is Thank Matt you. Haller, Thanks, and I'll Matt. see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the Pod Rocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be. Yeah.